All right, a little late there. Hey, everybody. Pastor Paul here on a beautiful, beautiful Monday morning. It is April 26, 2021. And so glad that you have joined us. If you're new to this or haven't dropped in in a while, we take 15 minutes every weekday to go through a portion of God's Word, talk about what it meant and now what it means to us. And for, I guess, like the last three months or so, we have been journeying through the book of Exodus. And of this 40-chapter book, we are now up to Exodus 33. And as we as we jump into this, let me just ask you a question here at the beginning of this week or whatever it is that you happen to be listening or watching this. What is it that you think you need the most? As you are jumping into this new week, and you're thinking about all the needs, all the plans, all the, the opportunities, all the issues in your life, what is it if you could wave your magic wand and have one thing, what would it be? And that's the position that the Israelites find themselves in after this very infamous incident of the golden calf. So Moses is up on the mountain. Um, he's receiving the law from God. The people decide to take matters into their own hands. They're not trusting that, that even in the silence that God is there. They're not trusting that God will speak. They are taking upon themselves to construct their own view of God. And God has brought discipline and punishment upon them. Moses is interceded. And now we have the aftermath. And so... Um, we're going to actually look at all of Exodus 33. It's a shorter chapter, so I'm going to read the whole thing. What do you need the most? What do the people of Israel need the most? And then let's talk about it. Um, Exodus 33. The Lord said to Moses, Depart, go up from here, you and the people whom you have brought up out of the land of Egypt, to the land of which I swore to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, saying, To your offspring I will give it. I will send an angel before you, and I will drive out the Canaanites, the Amorites, the Hittites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites. Go up to a land flowing with milk and honey, but I will not go among you, lest I consume you on the way, for you are a stiff-necked people. When the people heard this disastrous word, they mourned, and no one put on his ornaments. For the Lord had said to Moses, Say to the people of Israel, You are a stiff-necked people. If for a single moment I should go up among you, I would consume you. So now take off your ornaments that I may know what to do with you. Therefore the people of Israel stripped themselves of their ornaments from Mount Oreb onward. Now Moses used to take the tent and pitch it outside the camp, far off from the camp, and he called it the tent of meeting. And everyone who sought the Lord would go out to the tent of meeting, which was outside the camp. Whenever Moses went out to the tent, all the people would rise up, and each would stand at his tent door and watch Moses until he had gone into the tent. When Moses entered the tent, the pillar of cloud would descend and stand at the entrance of the tent, and the Lord would speak with Moses. And when all the people saw the pillar of cloud standing at the entrance of the tent, all the people would rise up and worship each at his tent door. Thus the Lord used to speak to Moses face to face as a man speaks to his friend. When Moses turned again into the camp, his assistant Joshua, the son of Nun, a young man, would not depart from the tent. Moses said to the Lord, See, you say to me, Bring up this people, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. 
Yet you have, you have said, I know you by name, and you have also found favor in my sight. Now therefore, if I have found favor in your sight, please show me now your ways, that I may know you in order to find favor in your sight. Consider too that this nation is your people. And he said, My presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. And he said to him, If your presence will not go with me, do not bring us up from here. For how shall it be known that I have found favor in your sight, I and your people? Is it not in your going with us, so that we are distinct, I and your people, from every other people on the face of the earth? And the Lord said to Moses, This very thing that you have spoken I will do, for you have found favor in my sight, and I know you by name. Moses said, Please show me your glory. And he said, I will make all my goodness pass before you, and will proclaim before you my name, the Lord. And I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious, and I will show mercy on whom I will show mercy. But he said, You cannot see my face, for a man shall not see me and live. And the Lord said, Behold, there is a place by me where you shall stand on the rock. And while my glory passes by, I will put you in a cleft of the rock, and I will cover you with my hand until I have passed by. Then I will take away my hand, and you shall see my back, but my face shall not be seen. So here's the scenario. The Lord gives Moses a, a command or a directive, and it sounds oh so sweet, right? Oh so good. He says, Moses, go up from here and go enter the promised land. Um, I'm, I'm actually going to send an angel. I'm actually going to, to give you victory, uh, military victory over all these enemies. You're going to get to go up and, you know, enjoy this land flowing with milk and honey. Um, and, and, and if you're Moses and the people, you're listening to this and saying, wow, this sounds pretty good. But God said, here's the catch. The catch is, I'm not going with you. Um, the catch is, um, you are an unholy people. And you have sinned grievously, grievously against me. And so go on up, um, do your thing, enjoy your life, um, have all that your hearts desire, but I'm not going with you. Now, what do you do with that? Um, what do you do with that? My, I'm reminded of a story that John Piper shared one time where this woman um, came up to him after the service and was kind of pouring her heart out uh, she had experienced great loss in her life and just at a point of despair. And, and, and Dr. Piper asked her, you know, if you could go to a place where your husband was with you again, where your children were following the Lord, where you had financial provision and he went all through the whole litany of things, but Jesus wasn't there, would you take it? And I think that's the question for all of us, Right. Um, shall we live by bread alone, but on every word, or by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God? In other words, is to gain everything in this life without God better than to lose everything but have God? And now we're not often faced with that stark of a choice um, in terms of losing everything we have or gaining everything we have, but but there's a point here, right? And Moses was quick to recognize it. And the people of Israel, by God's grace, were quick to recognize it. They understood this to be a, verse 4, disastrous word, right? Because they understood, even in their rebellious state, that apart from God, they had no good thing. Apart from God, they um, 
might gain all the material riches and blessings of this world, but if he wasn't there, right, then 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 what's the point, okay? Because this life is perishing, this life is fading. Um, you know, what is it, Jesus, what does it profit a man to gain the world but lose his own soul? Jesus, once again, do not fear him who can cast... Uh, who can kill the body, fear him, who can cast both body and soul into hell. There is a sense in which even they recognized um, it's fine, it's wonderful to have all these blessings of life, but if we don't ultimately have God, right, this life is gone, it's perishing. Um, what we need most is the very presence of God. And there's a little story in here, or there's, there's two little stories. One is about the tent of meeting where God where Moses would, would meet with God in the tent of meeting. Um, and then there is this intercession by Moses where he pleads for God to give him his presence. Um, and he's, 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 he's beseeching God, right, to not send them away without going with them. Um, Moses recognizes, okay, that that. The thing that we all need the most, whether we know we need it the most or not, is God himself. And, and Moses would rather reach the end of himself than to face a prospect, a life, apart from the presence of God. So he makes a very um, specific request. He says here, God, verse 18, please show me um, your glory. And, and this is all born out of his cry. Now look back at verse 15. Um, Moses' cry when he says, If your presence will not go with me, do not bring us up from here. For how shall it be known that I have found favor in your sight and I in your people? Is it not your going with us so that we are distinct, I and your people, from every other people on the face of the earth? In other words, Moses knows that the Israelite people, just like us, are hopelessly lost. Okay, they're, they're, we are we are on our own on a one-way course to sin, death, destruction, hell. And Moses is like, what's going to distinguish us from every other person? Okay, if God is not with us, if God has not met us, if God has not rescued us, and so based upon that cry, he makes this specific plea. He's like. Lord, show me your glory. Reveal um, the fullness of your glory to me. And, and and on one hand, God is like, Moses, you don't know what you're asking for, right? I, I, if, if you saw my glory, you'd be consumed. He said, so I'm going to kind of give you a shadow of my glory, right? I'm going to hide you in the cleft or the crack of the rock. And you'll kind of see the my shadow or my, or my backside, metaphorically. And... You know, we think about that that great hymn, Rock of Ages, Cleft for Me. It's, it's, it comes from this passage, right? Um, it's all about what has to happen um, in order for us to see the glory of God, to experience the glory of God, which, by the way, is the thing we need the very most. And so when we think about how this relates to us today, um, and, and we hear this cry that, you know, we cannot see the face of God. Um, that's true in our natural state. But Jesus is the cleft in the rock for us. Okay. Um, 
when we when John talks about the Apostle John, that he, that that he's testifying to what he has seen and heard and tasted and touched and put his hands on, he's testifying to the fact that through Jesus Christ we do now see God face to face. Um, we do need to be hidden in the cleft of the rock, right? Um, to shield us from the glory of God. But what is the cleft in the rock for us now? It is Jesus. And through him, we are able to see God face to face. Um, we see him through his son, Jesus. One day in glory, we will see him face to face. And he's a gracious God, a merciful God. And so as we kind of embark on this new week, we want to pray a couple of things. One, God remind us, please, that if you're not with us, if you're not in our marriage, if you're not in our parenting, if you're not in our ministry, if you're not in my work, if you're not in my relationships, then we are toast. Um, don't, don't, don't depart from me, God. If, if you're not with me, um, there is no hope. Pray that God will give you an awareness of this. Pray that you will not be tempted to think that if I simply gained all the things on my wish list but didn't have God, that would be okay. It wouldn't be okay. It's a disastrous word, right? That path only re leads to ruin and destruction, which is why, by the way, God sometimes has to discipline us, remove things from our life, bring in hardship for us to be reminded that we must trust him apart from him. We can have no good thing. And thirdly, run to Christ today. Run to Christ. We need the presence of God. We don't deserve the presence of God, but we only have the presence of God because of the mercy of God shown to us in his son. Hide ourselves in him and God reveals himself and gives us his presence to us. So um, that is the gospel according to Moses in Exodus 33. Tomorrow, same time, same station, Exodus 34. Look forward to that. Hope to see you then. Let me pray. Father, go before us today, and we pray, Jesus, rock of ages, cleft for us. Let us hide ourselves in you so that we can receive the very thing that we need the most, and that is you and your presence. In your name, we